Socialites and welcome back to the Social Studies Podcast, the podcast where I study being social by being social. Today's episode is brought to you by Quarantine. Whoa, it's also brought to you by some rough vocals as well. Uh, No, it's brought to you by Quarantine because I went to Florida and all I got was friggin' COVID. I don't know. And some Gatorland merch. Yeah, some Gatorland merch. Oh, joining me today is the other COVID victim, Jeffrey Holloway, my tour manager and very, very good friend. Say hello, Jeff. And voice of gay Jesus. <laughs> he does have the voice of gay Jesus. You know, somebody today, Jeff, sent me a picture and it was like their school. You know how schools have like a um, a sign out front yeah. and it like has little messages or whatever. This one said, get ready for back to school. Don't forget to pack Jesus in your backpack. No. But I was like, in my head, I was like, Mary and Joseph are probably pissed that people are putting their son in a backpack. (laughs) Hopefully it's not a tiny backpack. It probably was. Well, I, growing up, I thought that Jesus lived in the tabernacle. I'm pretty (laughs) sure one of our like teachers told us that or something, but I thought he, his whole body just, and just lived in there. I pictured Jesus as like a Cirque du Soleil contortionist, like oh, just dear Lord. putting his legs behind his head and stuff to get in that tiny little tabernacle. For those of you who are not Catholic, the tabernacle is this like golden box where you keep like the body and blood of Christ, which is the Eucharist and the wine. So like those little rice crackers and some franzia, basically. And I thought that Jesus lived in that box. What we thought of as 21-year-olds being fancy. Wine and rice crackers. (laughs) Wine and rice crackers. Well, if you can't tell, we're losing our friggin' minds in quarantine. Unfortunately, we're stuck here with you. Oh, stuck here. Whatever. It's fine. So what happened was we were in Florida, started to get a little tickle in the pickle. Wait, no, no, it didn't get... no, No one's pickle was tickling my throat. You know, we got like little cold symptoms and we're like, you know what? We should probably go get tested. We did. It was the COVID-19. Sure was. And then we were in Omaha getting ready for the show. And then we're like, we got our positive results back. We're like, well, we got a lot of reconstructing to do here. So we've been quarantining in Omaha for the past almost a week now. Mm, Just shy of a week right now. Just shy of a week. And um, we still have uh, four more days. So it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be a trip. Here's the weird thing about COVID though. Jeff and I had much different experiences. Totally different. I felt just fine. Okay. A little tickle in my throat, not in my pickle. <laughs> and a little congestion. But I get sinus infections all the time. So I was chalking enough to that. Yeah. You were also incredibly optimistic. Well, I thought it was a sinus infection, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Yeah. You got hit by a truck. Oh, I was knocked out. Knocked out. I was, I woke up in just like pools of water. Like it was, I was shivering, shaking. It was basically a bad flu without throwing up. Thank God. And then dealing with Facebook crazies. Holy shit. You announce you have COVID and people are like, everyone's a doctor. Everybody's a doctor. Everybody's this. And you know what? The other thing too. I thought this was kind of weird, but 
well, I am vaccinated and I think that's totally fine, but I'm not even talking about Facebook, like actual people who have my number. So friends and family would text me and be like, are you vaccinated? Well, first of all, how about get well soon or I hope you're okay. <laughs> and second of all, yes. Everyone's an expert of everything. Yeah. They're like, I watched this show on Netflix and now I know how vaccines work. I'm like, <laughs> chill out, Carol Ann. It's going to be fine. I'm the one who discovered the COVID-19, so I know how it works. I discovered it. Uh, anyway, we did have to do some moving around of the tour. You probably know this if you were supposed to be at the shows next week or this upcoming week. Which we're sorry, but better healthy than... Oh, yeah, I would never... We were like, we're for sure getting tested. We can't do this to anybody, ex- no, including um, ourselves. Right. So got tested right away. But because of that, we're taking two weeks off. Just um, making sure we're... Clean as a whistle. Clean as a whistle. The next, okay, as according to the tour as it stands right now, um, everything Washington, D.C. and on will not be changed. So if it is, if you are coming to a show that is Washington, D.C. and further, which when's Washington, D.C., Jeff? August 17th. 10 days from now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if your show is August 17th or further, the dates are not changed. We're still on. Um, but here are the date changes that we do. Omaha, Des Moines, and Kansas City. You don't have to wait too long. We actually just moved you to the end of the month. So Omaha... Just a little flip-flop. A little flippity-floppity. Omaha is August 31st. Des Moines is September 1st. Kansas City is September 2nd. We moved Irvine, San Jose, and Tempe, Arizona as well. Irvine is now November 10th. San Jose is November 11th. Tempe is November 12th and 13th. And Denver... It's going to be a little bit longer, but it's not a cancellation. It's just a reschedule. We will see you March 18th and 19th. So we'll probably even come in a day early and celebrate St. Patrick's with uh, you. It's my birthday that weekend, so we're definitely coming early. <laughs> yeah. It is. Oh, my God. I always forget it's St. Patrick's weekend. Uh, what? It, what's your actual birthday? The, the 15th. The 15th before. Well, we're going to be hooping and hollering it up with some cowboys in Denver. Sounds good to me. At least we're picking better dates for this, these shows. At least for me, being a Midwestern boy, they're very hot dates originally. Oh, yeah. We're going to be... Now in, we're going to be November and March. It's going to be a nice little break from the Chicago weather. Yeah, I'm happy to be going to Tempe in November. We can probably still go to the pool. Right. For sure. We'll be the only two at the pool, <laughs> yeah. but we'll be there. Well, remember, wasn't one time was, we were somewhere super hot. I forget where Phoenix. it was, but it was winter. And people were wearing like hats and mittens and you and I were like, this is wild. It oh, was not Phoenix. What was that? It was, I don't know. Was it? I don't remember. Anyway, want to let you guys know too, though, if you're not, if I'm not coming to your city this uh, summer or this tour, or you can't come to the rescheduled dates or anything like that, we're doing a back to school virtual. It's a comedy show and game show hybrid. It's going to be super fun. It's back to school themed. It's August 22nd. It's actually uh, for Patreon fans. So the way you get access is become a Patreon member for five bucks. Five bucks. Five bucks, five bucks, baby. So you get all of the bonus episodes of all of the podcast. Let's watch TV. You get some perks if you come to a live show. You get all that. Plus, you're going to get access to the Back to School show on August 22nd. Become a Patreon member for only five bucks at patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. 
Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Five bucks, five bucks, five bucks. Thanks, Jeff. Jeff, I have you here today because I asked the fans to share just horrific back-to-school stories of, like, the first day of school. And let me tell you what. I thought I had it bad. These people have had it bad. Oh, God. Do you remember back-to-school as a little kid? Yeah. Did you like it or hate it? Yeah, it was fine. My, both my brothers had bad anxiety going back to school. So. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. But you were just like, whatever. Yeah, it's part of life. You, you were that go. girl who like picked out all your outfits and like did your hair all cute and like made it a thing. It was like a to-do. Yeah. Fresh clothes. Were you Fresh supplies. In, in high school, were you still identifying as heterosexual? I was. That is a thing. But you were doused in Jake by Hollister, I'm sure. No. What I was really it? a Hollister girl. You were not? No. What were you? I was structure. Ooh, you were, you had like upped it a little. You were trying to be a man, but you were just a mere boy. I had that structure credit card from when I was like, I don't know, 15. And I would buy and buy and buy and pay it off because my parents were like, nope, and we're not paying for it. You were just shopping at structure left and right and still nobody had a little tickle in their pickle that you might be a rainbow goddess. Maybe my family, but not. <laughs> Not the the general public. <laughs> Not the gen pub. Back to school was fun for me as a little kid. I loved it. It was so exciting. But I cannot believe we're back to school season already. Oh, I, I know. It makes me Where did the summer go? I play Frogger in the middle. Real life Frogger. <laughs> okay. Some people are already back to school. Oh, some people are back to school. Oh, That's the fans? terrifying. The fans? Where, where were we just in Florida? Oh, yeah. We were in Orlando they and it was their first Monday. day of school the next day. Yeah. I'm like, y'all are some type of wild, but it's still too hot to be going back to school there. <laughs> Those poor little baby chorins. Um And the poor teachers have to stand up there and teach all day, all in the hot. Poor sweaty. teachers, Jeff. One day it was back to school and I went out two nights before the first day of school. Okay. You were still hungover? No, I wasn't still hungover. But it was the first day of school and I had no voice at all. I completely <laughs> lost my voice. They were running all over the room. Like, couldn't rope them back in. Like, I do my little chime. They had no idea what that meant yet. The parents were all talking loud and talking over me. And that's the other thing. That's um, when you learned you couldn't go to show tunes before school started? That's when I knew I could go to show tunes before school started. But the hardest part was the parents getting the parents out of your classroom on the first day of school is like, get stepping three, two, one out. The one good thing that happened with COVID in the in classroom car. is obviously nothing, but not having parents be allowed to come into the classroom. So they weren't on zoom with you just waiting. Oh, well, no, I'm talking about when we finally went back in person, they oh, couldn't come okay. in because parents will like walk their kid all the way to the classroom and then they'll stand there forever. And, and like, oh, yeah, you'll have to say it for months. Be like, you can't come in. I love that. They always think it's their, their kid too. Like, I'm just here for their support. No, they're already off playing. No, they're not even there for their support. Half the time they're just there to like snoop and see like who's good and who's bad and who they'll let their kid play with and how you handle shit like it's not a cute look. <laughs> anyway, I reached out to the fans and they gave me some pretty horrific first day of school disasters. Let's hear them. Now, I do have to warn you, Jeff, going into teaching kindergarten specifically, I didn't realize how much physical shit you have to deal with. <laughs> so I'm so sorry. You know that I... 
think that poop is kind of funny, but okay. You can't even say it without laughing. I know. Okay. This one, it's short and sweet. First day of school of my first day of teaching ever and a student pooped their pants going down the slide. There was crap all on the slide, all up their back and in their hair. In their hair. Please tell me they got the hose out and just sprayed them outside (laughs) in recess. I'm pretty sure you would lose your job if you you just hose down. (laughs) You shouldn't have to wipe a child down. You don't, you honestly, you say that, but you don't know what parents get crazy about. Like, no, I'm sure they do, but they hose them down like a degenerate in the street. Like, it would be right, but. They have shit from head to toe. I'm not touching that. <laughs> they can't stop my in. child. They had shit in their hair, ma'am. They needed an outdoor shower. And we don't have one, so I got the hose out. And we don't have one. Okay, in the spirit of that, this one, this one is a lot, Jeff. More than poop head to toe? <laughs> Honestly, yes. Hi, Joe. Love you. Love your comedy. Love the podcast. I'm a kindergarten teacher. So you teaching kindergarten is the best thing that has happened to the profession in a long time. Big compliment. Not sure that that's true, but but thank you. Thank you for that compliment. Let me set the scene for you. It's the first week of school. I'm teaching kindergarten with something like 30 students. I'm also nine months pregnant, which isn't necessarily related to the story, but there now you have it. I have a classroom aide who is on break and a partner teacher who teaches the morning class who is up in the staff lounge eating her lunch. So it's just me against 30 kindergarten newbies, which, Jeff, you know that kindergartners on the first day of school, it's like they are straight up feral. Wild. They they cry for their moms. They've never been, a lot of them have never been left alone before. Mm-hmm. The ones who never went to preschool, it's like, holy shit, are you going to bite me? It's, <laughs> it's very scary. I look over at one of my students who hasn't yet turned five. See, I told you, and has yet to speak an actual word to me. And I see that look. This kid is about to have an accident. I say, I say, Jose, name changed for privacy. Do you need to go to the bathroom? I should mention that Jose doesn't speak any English. So I say it in Spanish and he nods with a panicked look. I say, Jose, go. He runs towards the hall, connecting our classroom to the neighboring class where the bathroom is. After a, oh shit. After a little while, I start to realize that I haven't seen Jose in a while. I go to find him standing next to the toilet, sobbing. There is poop everywhere, in the hall, on the bathroom floor, in his underwear, which is around his knees, on his shoes, on the rim of the toilet. You get the picture. There, <laughs> There is probably more poop that I didn't even see, but I didn't have time to leisurely examine it. Remember, I'm all alone. I tell him to stay there and I'm going to call for help. I close the door to give him some privacy and go to the office. No answer. I call my partner teacher. No answer. I run back to find him standing there with the door from the hallway cracked open about six inches wailing. Mama! I try to calm him down in Spanish and I say I'm going to close the door for privacy because of course all 30 of the other students were just staring (laughs) at him. Jose doesn't 
not want to be left alone in there and insists on having the door open, which that's another thing about kindergartners. They they need the bathroom door open, a lot of them. But the bathroom is usually in the classroom. Right. So you're like, no, you can't just drop trow and shit with this door open. We can all see you. And they're like, it's fine. It's fine. And you're like, they don't want to be alone. It's not fine. <laughs> yeah. So here I have all 30 students staring at him in all his poopy naked glory as he stands pathetically behind a six inch wide door opening, screaming for his mama. I call the office again. No answer. I text my partner teacher. Finally, I pull the emergency cord that intercoms straight to the office. I tell them that there's been an accident and it's very urgent. And I ask for backup. They say that they'll send someone. No one comes. I pull it again and state that I am alone with a poopy explosion and a naked child. And they again say that help is on the way and no one comes. Jose starts screaming, Mama, with the door cracked open even more now. And my 30 kindergartners continue to stare at him. Where is Miss Doubtfire when you need her? (laughs) Remember that everything here is in view. This also, Jeff, remember, this is the first day of kindergarten. So the rest of the kindergartners are like, is this what school is like? Like, Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Finally, after what felt like forever, my teaching partner comes into the room, apologizes for missing all my texts and calls, and then asks what's happened. I'm so traumatized by the situation that all I can muster up is shit, shit everywhere. Help. She goes into the hallway with Jose to handle the situation while I somehow try to get my train wreck of a class back on track. When the custodian arrives to clean it up, needless to say, it takes him a while. He comes over to tell me that it's been taken care of. I said, I am so sorry about this. Where was it all? And he looks at me and he just says, well, it's easier to tell you where wasn't it all. To this day, my partner teacher loves to mention the absolute horrified look on my face when she arrived and the fact that the only words that I could muster up was shit everywhere. And that is the story of Poopocalypse 2018. I wish this was the last time that Jose shit his pants, but I'm sorry to say that it was not. Get well soon. I had COVID a year ago. It was not fun. What an absolute shit show. That is a shite show. I Now, I have dealt with like nuggets of dry fecal matter from the children's, but I've never had that. How did you that. leave a trail? What? How did he leave a trail? He must have been holding it, holding it, holding it. And all of a sudden it was just like, or maybe he had IBS and like they hadn't quite figured it out yet. I mean, that's terrifying. Okay. All over the walls, floors, everywhere. Are you a person who gets like really sicked out by that? Uh, No, I'm pretty good about handling it. (laughs) Handling it? Handling it? Yeah, you're handling the situation. Oh, I thought you were talking about handling it. You mean like cleaning it up or like physically handle? I don't know. I don't know what you meant. I meant taking care of the situation. Okay. Okay. I'm not one to like vomit when seeing vomit, vomit when seeing fecal matter. No, my uncle. It's not my top choice by any means. My uncle is. When he like smells it, he will throw up. And I'm like, could you imagine like that if that was the teacher? Poop. You're like, they have a dog poop? Yeah. Dog poop's way easier to stomach. No. No. 
You have to pick it up every time when it's hot and gross. <laughs> well, the biggest thing in these situations is it's so hard when they poop themselves or pee themselves because they're so embarrassed and you have to like, you know, protect their dignity and not make them feel even more embarrassed because they're just so little and like they have no control. But you're at the same time, you're That's like, oh, you God, pee yourself. oh, God, what? That's why you pee yourself. <laughs> like Billy Madison. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, God. It's crazy. I had that happen, actually. I did well, have you a pooped yourself. No. Well, I definitely <laughs> have pooped myself as an adult many times, but not in the classroom, not in the classroom. Well, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, I have a little Jose. I think we've talked enough about shit. I, I was I was going to tell them a story, but Please I'm don't. not. Please don't. But you have to protect them. You have to make them feel like comfortable, which it takes a very special person to not be like, they're disgusting. But a lot of teachers would not act like There's this There's probably a bunch of people right now throwing up as we speak. I'm very happy that she handled this so so nicely. Good, good on ya. What's the next one? Okay. Now this one, uh, this one is like, okay. I'll just get into it. Hi, Mr. D. I love you. I hope you're feeling better. I'm going to your DC show on the 17th. I promise Boo-boo. we'll take it easy on you. Oh, please don't, girl. I love when the... It's going to be a couple days since we've been on the road, so bring it out. Yeah, bring it out. Like, let's get weird. Here is my first day of school disaster story. It was my very first day of my very first year teaching. What is up with this? People are not ready for it. And I played out so many potential disasters. My hours of planning and stress actually helped keep my day flowing smoothly. We went over routines, schedules, behaviors, organize. While organizing supplies, one of my students accidentally poked himself in the eye in the with the corner of a folder. Mm. Kept my calm, told him it wasn't going to be that big of a deal, and put a wet paper towel on it and told him it would just help cure all the boo-boos. Like, okay. So far, I would have probably done the same thing. Right. Because that's the thing with kids. If you overreact when they hurt themselves, it becomes way bigger of a deal. Like, they can't recover. It's, It's wild. Received an email from his parents with a picture included from the eye doctor. He had scratched his cornea. That family proceeded to make my first year hell as this same child Googled human centipede, leading to multiple parent emails describing their child's nightmares that evening after seeing the shocking images. Parents refused to believe that it was their son who showed the photos and blamed me for giving him the power of the Internet. And that's in quotes. However, they also gave me a bottle of champagne and $20 bill tied around it at the end of the school year. I did appreciate that bribe. Bonus story. Same first day, a student gave me an apple like a friggin' Norman Rockwell painting. It was precious and such a classic teacher moment. However, he came up to me about five hours later and asked for it back because he was hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Hope you enjoy. Okay. That's the sweet part. Do you know what a human centipede is? Yes, it's disgusting. We're uh, not talking about it. We're not talking about it. Okay, but basically all the audience needs to know is it's a horror movie and the villain sews people together to make a human centipede. And uh, yeah, there's poop involved there too. This is a real shitty episode. Sorry, <laughs> everybody. But but that kid would be horrified. And the parents said that it was her fault for giving him the power of the internet. That's wild. 
He's already had the power of the internet since he was born. Yeah, so, and also, let's be honest. How many times did you give your child an iPad at dinner and say, keep yourself busy? And mistakes like this will help him realize the power of the internet. The internet has the power to scare the hell out of you, so be careful what you Google. Or he was very intrigued. He probably is going to turn out to be the killer. Of the <laughs> no, gross. Let's do another one. The apple, though, is the sweet part of kindergarten. It is. It's very sweet. I don't think this was kindergarten. He wouldn't have been able to Google human centipede on his own. You'd be surprised. Whatever grade. He was trying to make friends with the teacher and then got hungry and had to take it back. <laughs> this one's great. Okay. She goes, let me start with these pictures that I've sent you. We had construction on site for four wings of our campus. This is from July 25th. They were supposed to be finished by this date, but construction peeps went on vacation. This is what my classroom and staff bathroom looked like on August 5th. My thermostat was on the windowsill, disconnected, new wall boards not screwed in, paint not completed, and everything in utter chaos. We get the kids on August 11th. This shit is bananas. I was so fucking stressed out. Okay, this is a picture of her classroom. Oh my. You guys, all of the furniture, it, it looks like a Brenda hoarder attacked her classroom, but with some organization, but it's all new stuff. You can barely see the door. It gets worse. Look at this. This is the staff bathroom. <laughs> I don't even know what that. I couldn't even explain that to someone. <laughs> There's no toilets. It is a cement ground. There are walls that are completely unfinished. There's no sinks. There's no nothing. But this there one's is worse. a toilet seat cover dispenser, though. There's a toilet seat cover dispenser. This is the worst. This is her classroom. Ten. What was it? Ten days? Five days? Five days before she was supposed to start school. This looks. There's a outside. <laughs> He's at the staff toilet. This looks like baby Jesus in a manger. You guys, the ground is just hay. There are no walls separating this from the rest of the class, from the rest of the school. I it's, don't think that's the classroom. And there's a toilet that's in the middle the of the ground. I think they just left a toilet on the walkway. Oh my God, Jeff. This one's wild. Okay. New teacher here on the first day. Oh my God. It's always brand new teachers. I I feel like it's just because after the first year, they're like, listen, I'm ready for any of it. <laughs> my first, my very first day of teaching was actually fine. Then nothing really went bad. It was totally fine. But every single one were reading. yourself lucky, obviously. <laughs> I, but this teacher also ends with after 18 years of teaching. So I hope it got better. Let's see. New teacher, first day. Time to take the kids to greet the parents to go home. Kids, see parents and let me know. We wave to each other and then the kid runs to mom or dad. Hooray, we've made it. I leave school and 30 minutes later get a phone call from the office that a student is missing. Oh, you know, <laughs> oh, Jeff, this is like a teacher's nightmare. It's, it's anyone's nightmare. It's that the, sounds terrifying. It's the worst feeling in the world. You all know that dreaded feeling and panic. Well, he's nowhere to be found. Hours go by. They call the police and still can't find him. Oh, I would have been crying by now. I'm literally sick and panicking. I'm sure that I'll be fired. Finally, at seven at night, they found him. He didn't know what to do after school and just walked away from me and crossed the entire desert in Las Vegas 
trying to find his way home. Oh, my God. He just left our line. After 18 years of teaching, no kid, even if it's in college, are allowed out of my sight when we are exiting the building. (laughs) (laughs) I always tell them this story, too. Don't you dare leave without me knowing I am traumatized. The deserts of Las Vegas, he could have been eaten by something. This happened with my family, actually. No way. Yeah. In school? Uh-huh. Tell me. My younger brother, the middle one, left school at the end of the day instead of going to daycare. <laughs> oh, no. And went to our neighbor's house, but no one knew. So my dad went to go pick him up, and they were like, he's not here. The principal got involved. Obviously, my dad was like frantically looking for him. And they, same thing, called the police, started this whole ordeal and he ended up just being across the street at the neighbor's house. How did, why didn't the neighbor be like, I have your kid? She didn't know what was going on until my dad came home and was like freaking out. And they saw the cops pull up and she came running out. <laughs> did they think that she kidnapped? No, they didn't know where he went. That is so wild. But did she like let him in and stuff? And she was like, yeah, because she just didn't know. Like, she was like, well, okay, sure. Come on in. <laughs> oh, God. Times are different. Yeah. I mean, this was. 20 some years ago when he was in elementary. <laughs> oh God. This one happens more frequently than you'd think too. Give it to me. Here we go. Got another one. Joe, I absolutely love your podcast after teaching kindergarten for 14 years and Whoa. people just not getting it. I feel seen. Oh, we love you, girl. We love you. Thanks for listening. So not an official first day, but a first day on campus story after being online last year. I also teach kindergarten and we have quiet time and the kids like to watch meditation videos during quiet time. The kids ask for a fish aquarium video, which is basically just tropical fish swimming around in an aquarium with classical music playing. <laughs> kids do that love really nice. Actually, <laughs> It is very nice, but kids do. They just love like literally anything. Just some tranquil. <laughs> I literally could put on like stars with music in the background. They'd be like zonked out. It's so cool. Maybe I should try that to go to bed. <laughs> we should definitely do it tonight. Well, someone paid for an ad that popped up in the middle of the video right when my boss called me into the hallway to tell me that one of the kids' parents had COVID. While I was in the hallway, the kids all watched an ad of a Midwestern kid rapping and taking over a gas station. Think the ultimate Eminem wannabe chugging vodka and throwing it up in the aisles and girls flashing the cash. (laughs) (laughs) And yes, we are talking bare boobs. Oh, no. All this from a little aquarium. She goes, I was gone maybe only a minute. That was a fun parent to email. That was a fun email to parents to write. Oh, Oh, no. But this happens. This is real. No, I know it's real, but it also always blows my mind. Like, who does the advertising for these videos like just throw them on any video who cares yeah well here's the thing when it you doesn't pr- match that's not our demo market that's not like what do you know what i'm i'm guessing i'm guessing she was <laughs> this says a lot about well yeah i'm guessing she was logged into like her personal rather than her work right and then two that's all target marketing so it's bringing up stuff that like it thinks you will buy or want to see. So what we're learning is that that teacher likes some weird stuff. <laughs> Teacher's into some shit for sure. 
She loves a little vodka chugging. Oh man, this has been fun. I'm I'm loving doing this. This this has been great. Hey, I hope you guys have an awesome back to school year. Want to give a shout out to all of the newest Patreon members. Thank you so much for being a Patreon member and supporting the podcast. I couldn't do this without you. Huge thank you to our newest members, Lillian Carillo, Nicole Frazier, Jade, just Jade, Megan Grimm, Heather Thompson, Dylan Moss. Oh, hey, Dylan, good to see you there. Charlie, just Charlie, Molly Craybill, Lucy Mitchell, Jade Brown, Michelle Brenda. Oh, it's probably Brenda Michelle, and she switched it around, so I didn't do any jokes on her. Kate Nas, Kristen Craig, Riley Bertzel, Maisie Osman, Simon Randell, Dana, just Dana, Carol Verzi, Jamie Witherell, Kathy Lamothy, or is it Kathy Lamoth? We don't know. Those sneaky E's at the end, we're not sure. All right. Courtney Taylor, Anna Cerilli, Kara Piper, Stacy Pias, Stacy. I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. Your last name real really much tripped me up. So let me know if I did it right. Love you, girl. And Jamie Brown the third. Thank you guys so much for becoming Patreon members. You can become a Patreon member too and support the podcast for only five bucks. That's how we keep the podcast going. You get tons of bonus content in there as well. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. That's Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Thank you so much to each and every one of you. Hey, you guys, I love you so much. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Social Studies Podcast. I'm glad that you guys are enjoying it. Go hug someone that you love because I'm locked up in quarantine and all I got here is Jeff. (laughs) Just kidding, Jeff, you're fine. I love you guys so much. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.